0: I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. We're heard on many radio stations across the country. Thanks to TalkStreamLive.com. There are links to those radio stations you can listen to online. Plus, we have our online affiliates, Aftermath.fm. Coming to you live in stereo from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. We'd also like to thank the supporters of Ground Zero that go to Aftermath.media. It's a subscription that uh, really helps the show. Be sure and check it out. We have this uh, deal going on right now, $79 a year. To be a part of our library, our private club, our little sandbox we have. It's online. And and a lot of people, you know, they they really enjoy it once they get there. So remember, you can it's $10 a month or $79 a year. It goes on through August. And, of course, uh, there's also the friends and family where you can, uh, along with three other people, uh, be a part of it for $139 a year. So that's a pretty good deal. Go to aftermath.media for more information. That's aftermath.media. A few weeks ago, I was turned on to a new song that was performed by Gerald Casale of the band Devo. The song is called I'm Going to Pay You Back. And the song is actually part of an extended album on, uh, of a side project he had. It's called Jihad Jerry and the Evildoers. And the video was co-directed by Casale and Davey Force. Now, I've been a big fan of Davey Force for a long time. He's, a, he's, he's an animator that does a lot of strange things. We've used a lot of uh, drops from Davey Force. And also, there's some uh, artwork that was from uh, a guy from Portland, actually. His name's Tomo77, who uh, provides the artwork for the new album that uh, Gerald is doing and the CD covers. And uh, many of you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a big fan of Devo. I've been a big fan for a long time. And uh, I was reading about how they were uh, going to have a fall tour soon. And I'm hopeful they come by Portland and that nothing gets in the way of their performance because it seems a lot of bands... With a lot of good intentions. They're planning on touring that I want to see, and uh, you know, I've, I've really, I've decided I want to see a lot of concerts in my life. I we, we uh, saw a few before the pandemic hit. We saw ELO, we saw Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson, a um, uh, few others, and um, I really want to see Devo again. Last time I saw Devo was with my wife Janine, and it was when we were wearing blue Energy Dome hats instead of the red ones. It was kind of bizarre that they changed the colors, but Uh, you know, as I say, I think, uh, those who are fans of Devo or know about Devo, they enjoy it because they know what Devo is. They know what it stands for. They know what it means. They know, uh, they know that it's art more so than music. And, uh, sometimes it's, there's a joke involved. It's irony. And some people aren't in on the joke, so they don't understand it. But now the joke has taken on a whole new meaning as we are watching the world around us deteriorate. Um Dilo, in my opinion was just another way of explaining how the world would end in entropy thermodynamics is one of the most fundamental theories of physics so evident in our everyday world that great minds like albert einstein and boris pavlovich and arthur eddington they they, they saw it as a certainty and, and not a possibility at its simplest thermodynamics is the study of of the relationship of all forms of energy in the universe, it connects everything from the smallest swimming microbes to the largest structures known to man, and they're so big they exist somewhere out there amongst the black backdrop of dark space. It's the first law of thermodynamics. It says that isolated systems have a uh, they have a, a finite set amount of energy. And energy within the system can never be created nor destroyed. It can only change format. In in this case, the isolated system is our universe. And energy within our universe can never appear or disappear of its own accord. Instead, it can only be transferred into different states. However, it's the second law of thermodynamics which describes the nature of entropy, the eventual unraveling of everything. It's the apocalypse, entropy, uh, the revelation, the the, the, the unraveling, the revealing. Pretty much, I mean, it's often seen as chaos, and we all know that the universe tends towards chaos. It's the truth about de-evolution. So the answer has been that yes, we are devo, <laughs> we we are devolving, or we de-evolve, de- or I mean, it's it's entropy. Actually, it's reverse evolution. And many of us over the years have fallen for headlines and clickbait proclaiming foreknowledge of events, saying, "Well, this is going to happen, that's going to happen," kind of like the end of the world stuff. And uh, you know, a lot of people make predictions about sports. They they predict the stock market, uh, sometimes uh, cryptocurrencies. They predict the outcomes of cryptocurrencies. But in reality, educated guesses are made, and I guess outcomes cannot be foreseen. But there are for, there are far more things to think about, though, as we're constantly teetering on the edge of oblivion. I recently have been using the term, you know, doom scrolling, because I I get up in the morning and I and I look at my my phone. And it's true what we say on our show. We say that the the phone is the first thing you see when you get up and the last thing you see when you go to bed. It's it's that way for me because when I wake up, the first thing I see is the headlines. First thing I see is my email. Then I sit there for a good half hour at the edge of the bed, you know, looking at my phone. I put it down. I go downstairs, get a cup of coffee. I get to my computer. Okay. And I have to start writing something. So that's, my, that's kind of a routine. I just see a blue screen in my face all the time. So I'm doom scrolling, doomsday scaring, and looking at all the horrible things like people dying in Afghanistan and all this. It seems like that's all it is. But see, the idea of doomsday has been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years, and a lot of people are sparked into thinking about doom and gloom by charismatic leaders issuing divine proclamations. And, I mean, looking back at the Mayan Apocalypse back in 2012 it just seemed that because one or two theories about the mayan apocalypse kind of took on a personality all by themselves and what made made the doomsday theory different was that no one religion or cult was pushing it that's why people were falling into this idea well this is something that isn't a religious thing this is something that is not a scientific thing this is something was written by an ancient civilization that focused their attention on the stars The ancient Mayan civilization that rose, flourished, and then it fell. They fell to their own demise to environmental factors that some scientists say put them well on the road to de-evolution. Specifically, the changes to one's area, the water table, food, how they got food, how they drank the water, how they got the water, how they cleaned the water, all of this was part of the decline of the Mayans. And this should be a warning to all of us about not being prepared not having clean water, not having clean food or good food, not having food. I mean, this is the thing that scientists say that one of the biggest falls. I mean, the reason why the civilization, the Mayan civilization, fell is because they weren't prepared for an environmental shift. They weren't prepared for they weren't prepared for entropy. They weren't prepared for de evolution. They weren't prepared for that moment where everything goes in reverse, where everything unravels. And so, they, scientists are now saying that one of the things that they did not have was fresh water, and the salinity in the in the water was so bad that it, that it that it basically made the Mayans sick. And the way the way they know this is they were putting they put sensors in bodies of water throughout the Yucatan Peninsula, realizing that this is what was going on. And so, this is a new interest is to you know try to figure out what civilizations and how civilizations would just wipe themselves out and how they would do it, and and usually people say, well, you know, you wipe yourselves out with nuclear power, you wipe yourselves out with all these other factors, environmental factors, diseases, uh, you know, animals attacking, whatever. But what it is, is it's the lack of preparation for entropy. It's a lack of preparation for things that cease, that resources that stop flowing, that sometimes, I mean, we count on water every day. There are things we count on every day, turning on the lights, having the lights come on, you know, turning on the faucet, having water come out. But what do those things stop? Just all of a sudden abruptly stop. You realize that if they stop, you no longer are living in a house, you're living in a box. It's a box with nothing in it. You are in a box is all you are. You're in a box and that box has nothing for you. No food, no water, no power. So what are you going to do living in a box? You're going to be, you're going to be sitting there wondering if you're going to be transferred from a box in your home to a box in the ground. See, that's the thing, is that all of this is about the road to entropy. It has nothing to do with climate change. It has nothing to do with, you know, toxic environment. It has everything to do with resources that you take for granted that are going to be there, that aren't going to be there in the future. You're already seeing store shelves emptying. You already are seeing... Uh, you know, when you drive up to a, uh, what was it? I was up to Starbucks the other day. Wanted to get myself a cup of coffee before I went and did my laundry. Went and got a cup of coffee. It says some of the products here at Starbucks are not available because of shortages. Saw the same sign at a Taco Bell I, because the Taco Bell was right next to the, to the, to, to the Starbucks. Go to my store. I can't find uh, certain drinks that Liam likes to drink. I can't find the type of water I need to put in my CPAP. I can't. These are things that I need and I don't have. So Janine and I have gone ahead and bought like three or four of them when we see them, but we don't, we, we have to because we, we don't know when the next one's going to be gone or taken or not off the shelves. And see, that's the thing is that when you see doomsday out there somewhere, when you see the entropy out there, when you see the reverse of our evolution happening, I mean, it's a top-down thing. And sometimes, you know, bad things happen to people like in Haiti or bad things happen to people... You know when hurricanes hit, or Tennessee, or whatever, and, and and because it doesn't hurt you and it doesn't affect you, you don't care. But you got to start understanding that everything that's happening right now is going to have effect on us in the future and in the long run. And so you have to prepare for entropy. You have to prepare for that moment where everything is going to unravel, and either you're going to perish or you're going to adapt to it, and that's what's important. Five zero three two two five zero eight sixty. That's five zero three two two five zero eight sixty. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only four ninety nine a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, eBooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts. It's 9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.